host of Fantasy Jimmy J. This is take two of the Straight Love podcast. We did our best to try and actually record this episode earlier. And when I say earlier, I mean three minutes ago. Yeah, when we literally. Were, three minutes ago. When we realized that uh, things weren't exactly going super well. But you can hear us now. Our hot, buttery voices jammed nice and deep into your ear drums uh, where we like to uh, tickle your fancies and light up your uh, pineal glands with our uh, uh, non-stop uh, bantering witticisms and uh, other words that don't make sense. How, is your, up right how now. is your pineal gland, Derek? Uh, I don't, uh, you know what? I think it's calcified, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, but you're doing stuff to decalcify, though. I, I, think, I think just your general consciousness and awareness helps jeez man i hope so because I, 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 there is a way to make i mean if you're if you're you can do intentional things mm-hmm. on a regular basis to decalcify your pineal gland and that includes the food that you eat yeah. as well as um i mean you know there's, don't there's, use toothpaste with fluoride is is that one of yeah, them? yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah exactly. i mean pull, I mean, pull all the fillings out of your head that's supposed <laughs> to be another thing. That. <laughs> well the the kundalini yoga that we did which is just that intense sort of the breathing um, practice exercise that we had done when we were at the vision quest like that, that acts to decalcify the, the pineal gland. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I've heard that doing that kind of Kundalini yoga on a regular basis will actually induce um, it, it. It's uh, I, I've heard that it's kind of like similar to being under some sort of psychedelic almost. Yep. That's right. Because that's how it, uh, that's how I think you increase also DMT production. Well, from the pineal gland, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I guess that would make sense. Yep. So it, for those of you that don't know what Kundalini Yoga is, I mean, definitely go ahead and head on over to DuckDuckGo and check it out because um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's certainly a lot different than... To what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't Google it. Don't Google anything anymore, okay? Yeah. The government is watching you. Uh, the World Economic <laughs> Forum right now is trying to turn you into nothing but a barcode. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, they're, and they're securing all of your social credit through Google in some way. Now, I don't necessarily understand how all of this works, but I know that Klaus Schwab is behind it. He looks like an evil villain out of a James Bond movie, and we should all be very, very scared. And but I think he's buddies with Trudeau. I know that. For and sure. we're officially a conspiratorial podcast. We're going in that direction, man. We don't have a, we don't have a choice. Just anymore. this now. Yeah, it, it, it just happened. This is no longer the Straight Love Podcast. This is the Straight Conspiracy <laughs> Podcast. Uh, welcome. You're one of us now. There's no turning back. The Straight Neurotic Podcast. <laughs> Well, we're not. We're going to talk about happy things today, though. Jim, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're going yeah. to talk about happy hormones uh, in particular, and what we think are hormones. They might not be. We don't look. We don't do a lot of uh, research on this show, and we don't have uh, a producer or any kind of research assistant because we, we work on a shoestring budget here, Jim. Uh, maybe <laughs> even less than that, to be yeah. honest with you. But we do our best to kind of. Uh, 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 Search the different corners of, of the internet using things like DuckDuckGo as well as um, uh, Brave. For those of you that want to, you know, again, use a browser that isn't Google because we all know that, uh, yeah. Google is trying to steal your happiness. Google is doing everything they possibly can to make your life more miserable. <laughs> now, happiness hormones that we're going to be talking about today. So why happiness hormones? Well, Jim and I had figured out a while ago on a previous podcast, this is uh, maybe sometime last year, that the secret to life is, of course, to be happy. Well, hey, that's great. But I mean, how do you be happy? Mm. Uh, well, uh, surprisingly, when you do good things, and sometimes some not so good things, to be honest as well, because when when these, these pleasure centers of the brains get 
uh, stimulated, it, it releases these particular hormones. We're talking about endorphins, um, oxytocin, serotonin, as well as dopamine. Okay, so uh, whenever you do certain things, it's going to make you happier. And the reason that it does that is because your brain is just this giant pleasure center and we're these, uh, you know, uh, uh, just uh, pleasure beings that really feed off of kind of these uh, happy states of being that we that we find ourselves in when we do certain things. Well, and it's reinforcement, right? So we, we right. want to we, we be rewarded for the things that we do. Totally. Exactly. And so while... Yes, we did figure out the secret of life, that being to feel happy, but to also feel good. Right. And, and good is great. And good is great. Right. And also to be able to have a distinction or to understand what I, I use the word should with like a little bit of trepidation, but what should feel good. Because I think as part of this discussion, um, we'll get onto that line of thought as to maybe what we think is actually good and what should be good. Mm-hmm. And and again, how that becomes confusing, let's say, or misleading is probably a better word because we experience this perceived reward for the actions that we take or the experiences that we have. Okay. So ex- expand on that a little bit when you say that, you know, like is it, do you, do you want to talk about one of these in particular and how that kind of relates to what you just said. Like we use dopamine, for instance, and we start there. Dopamine is, um, it's the feeling, it's the feelings of pleasure. Uh, it's the feeling of pleasure and reward chemical. Uh, so, I mean, this can kind of be associated with good things that you do, but can also be associated with bad things that you're doing. Right. So let's say for instance, that, um, you're exercising and you, you know, you're, you're, you're lifted a bunch of weights, you leave the gym afterwards, you've had all these all this dopamine, all these endorphins as well that have been released, you feel really good. But you could also have those dopamines released because you were doing, you know, uh, three or four lines crack off of uh, uh, stripper's ass. Easy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. hold on, let me back that up. <laughs> okay, so we got to be careful with this though because when we talk about something like dopamine, for instance, that can be a release because you're doing something really good for yourself or it could be released because you're doing something that's not so good for yourself, right? Right. So let's say you go to the gym, you're exercising, you're pumping some weights, uh, you know, you're feeling really good, releasing some dopamine, you're actually also going to be releasing some, some endorphins. But I mean, that also can happen if you're, you know, locked up in the champagne room at a strip joint. Holy moly. (laughs) Is this episode sponsored by Teasers or something? Which, for those who don't live in Winnipeg, Teasers is our local, you know, fine establishment for for evening dancers. Or I guess any type of day dancers. All I'm saying is that All I'm saying is that there's 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 different ways for you to be able to tap into these reward centers, okay? And it's just interesting that it seems like for a lot of people, we'll kind of uh, uh, steer ourselves towards what might be easier to go with in order to get that being drugs. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, gambling. It does, does it, like if we, if you're sitting at a uh, at a VLT and you're sure. pressure, is that dopamine that's getting released? Yeah, there? it is. Hey, okay. Well, because you're it's. Uh, you want that reward, right? Like you want that instant kind of gratification. Exactly. Reward. Okay. I, I had even read um, uh, a study whereby they had measured those chemicals when it came to even people replying to 
like tweets and things right. like that. Okay, that's even, also yeah. Even if it was, it didn't it didn't matter the context of what the reply was. As long as there was a reply, that released the chemical, wow. and that's what reinforced it. So oh. the example that this was a neuroscientist that was speaking. The example that he had given was to say, if you really want to, you know, he wasn't encouraging this type of thing, but it was kind of like, if you really sort of want to win the battle, so to speak, if you're having a, just a completely useless Twitter feud, because they're all useless. And and this happened all the time. This this just in, those are useless. Yeah. So all you do is you just stop. Because the person on the other end doesn't care. They just want to see something come back. Oh, see, that's an interesting way of looking at yeah. it. You're both addicted yeah. to yeah. the toxicity of what's happening there yeah. based on the fact that this chemical is getting released in your brain. Yeah. And all it takes is for one of you to stop. Just stop. And But how hard is that, though? Right? That's it's the like, thing, it's right? Like, it's, like, it's like, just stop pressing that button at the VLT. Well, right. easier said than done. Yeah. Huh. And this is where, the, this is where I mentioned how... It's misleading in terms of the activities, like you were saying, of what can initiate the chemical reaction. So this this just happened to me today. I was speaking with my brother, and he was telling me about a friend of his who I also know. We all played like sponge hockey for a decade together. And so this friend of my brother's, also a friend of mine, but um, his father just recently passed away. Not a, not you know not a young guy, but not an old guy, seventy four. I think my brother's son. And so he, um, smoker, drinker, not a healthy eater. Okay. And in fact, um, required, uh, like heart bypass surgery. Oh my God. That reminds me, Ray's Ramon passed away today. Did he really? Yeah. They had to take him off of life support. Wow. Yeah. He actually, he went in for hip surgery uh-huh. and then he ended up having three massive heart attacks while they were operating on his hip. Whoa. And now they had, and so they had to take him off life support. Huh. Apparently a blood clot somehow got like released. And next thing you know, the guy was having back to back heart attacks and then they just, the bad guy's gone. Yeah. That's huh. sorry to interrupt your story. No, no, there, no, man, no, but I think that people would want to know that. For right? sure. Yeah. I mean, just this morning I was thinking, where is Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, um, that's an old WWF wrestler yeah, <laughs> for those of you right. who are like, what is happening yeah. right now? But anyways, so um, the this person underwent uh, heart bypass surgery, like a number of bypasses, and they couldn't do them all because it just wasn't possible. And so um, this person was uh, diagnosed afterward, I guess, to say, well, you're going to need like assisted living, like assisted care for the remainder of your life. And so the person just chose, I'm good. I'll just go out. So, so, so they were, they were cognizant <clears throat> enough to be able yeah. to make that decision. Yeah. So, huh. they, so they made the decision to say, well, I'm not, I don't want to live like that. So I'll just stop living. So that was the only option. It was, or sorry, th- those were your two options. I, death I, or I guess so. Wow. Yeah, or, or live in like, you know, this assisted living kind of way, which Jeez. anyways. So my brother said, well, you know, at least they kind of said that he, he lived the way he wanted to and he lived happily and he went out kind of living a happy life and doing what he wanted to, to which I said, I don't think that at all. Okay. Because of the fact that perhaps on a certain level of frequency or vibration, maybe 
maybe you do think you're experiencing happiness living the way that you want to live. Oh, I love where you're going with this. But I can't, it's very, very hard for me to understand how putting literal, in my opinion, poison into your body, that being alcohol and cigarettes and poor choices of food, to the extent of, like I said, requiring multiple bypass surgery that could not be done because it was just too catastrophic in there. Yeah. I don't think that that equates to living happily. To me, that's being out of breath going up the stairs. Yeah. To yeah, me, that's probably being like under uh, under a lot of physical pain because you're not healthy. To me, that's not experiencing a higher frequency of joy and happiness because the poison is ruling your body. But the poison is still releasing this dopamine as well. Exactly. Right? Huh. So we have this response and this reaction to the things that we do and we say, well, I lived a happy life. It's so contextual. You lived a happy life based upon what? And truthfully to me, without sounding super critical, I don't know if you really love yourself if you don't take care of yourself. Right, right, right. You're just kind of doing what you want to do on your own terms. Um, I think that, you know, yeah, you you can only be as happy as you know that you are if that makes sense right and yeah so you kind that's of figure, what it is yeah until you kind of go geez and even further to that i mean and i said this to my brother anyone that opts to just say you know what i'm done just i'll move on to the next life or whatever it is i'm i'm, I'm done with this here mm-hmm. i don't really know if that equates to being happy if you were happy i mean Sure, there's debate to this, but if you're really happy in life, I don't I don't think you would readily just say, I'll check out. Right. Yeah. No, because you would want to keep on living. Of you course wouldn't you want to give up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what is interesting about uh, about using the, the poisons that you talked about, things like smoking and drinking and, and, and putting that kind of stuff into your body. When you when you talk to people and you listen to people that have gotten sober after years of having of, of, of going through that kind of abuse or putting themselves through that kind of abuse. And they reach this point where, you know, they're sleeping better and they're feeling better mm-hmm. and they're eating better food. And they, all of a sudden they, they, they feel a way that they never thought that they could possibly feel right. without those kinds of substances. But again, you know, it's like when you're addicted and you're addicted to those, you know, to those dopamine hits for the most part. I mean, as soon as you do, uh, uh, you know, a couple of lines of cocaine, so I've heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dopamine oh, comes flooding out and you're like, life doesn't get any better than this. What are you talking about? Yeah. I am a god among men. I've heard. So, like, what I'm getting at here, though, is, um, you know, and, and we're kind of stuck on dopamine here, which is kind of a good thing. But but the, 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 the things that you can do... Um, that are going to release this in a very positive way yeah. are things like completing a task. So I know, know how good it feels. That, that's why people talk about creating to-do lists because it feels so good to cross something off that list. Hey, I've done something. It feels good. I feel accomplished. Boom, dopamine hit. Listening to music. My God, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like without music, man. All of my shower, showers would be very boring. Listen to music in the shower? Oh, God, dude, are you kidding Oh, cool. All the, you don't have a speaker in your shower? I don't. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exercise we already talked about. Uh, I've got I've got here, uh, eat a protein, eat some protein-rich food, 
I mean, any food, I think, for the most part. Although that is, I don't know if they're going to get dopamine released just because you're eating. Although, I mean, you know. Again, I don't know the like, science behind that one. But, but maybe there actually is some sort of scientific... Um, well, I would assume that's why they're, you know you have food addicts, people that can't right, do but, nothing but, but shove cheese sandwiches down their gullet. But it's... Um, gullet is such a good word. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, um, but it makes specific reference here to protein, right? So to me, that maybe translates a little bit into perhaps that there's something that triggers some sort of chemical response different from, like, you know, eating cake. Right. Okay. Could be. Yeah. Could be. And then uh, celebrating little wins, mm-hmm. and, and which which could, which could also kind of be associated with completing a task, so something within that same realm, right? right? And also linked to just the general concept of gratitude, right? Totally, yes, love that, absolutely. Yeah. And Jim and I, of course, giant proponents for gratitude. Practice it every day if you can. Practice it every morning. If you don't have a gratitude journal, we highly recommend that you get one. Yeah. Okay, keep going with the uh, with the rest of the meal. Okay, number good. two is oxytocin. So this is kind of uh, the love, recognition, sexual arousal, trust, and anxiety hormone. Okay, so to increase the, the the oxytocin levels, you can do things like kiss and hug a loved one. So every time that I see Jim, I give him a big hug. Oxytocin starts literally seeping out of my pores. <laughs> uh, be social, you know, social connection. How important is that? To you know, and that's why this pandemic has been so difficult for people mm-hmm. being isolated. You know, that leads to depression. Your oxytocin levels are probably pretty low. Um, interacting face to face, Jim. How like how much has your mood improved since I've been here? Uh, a hundredfold. <laughs> that's a lot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, literally. I'm not a mathematician, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like a lot. Uh, spend time with a pet, Jim. Why don't you have a pet? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know, man. I, I like to be sort of free and flexible to kind of go do whatever I want. And for a long time, I just was busy enough that I don't think I would give enough attention to a pet. Okay. I, I, I I would say that that would be true for a dog. Do you know how self-sufficient cats are? Yeah, I kind of do, and I mean, I guess I kind of do. Or do you just know where to be like the cat guy, like the single guy, or no, you know, I'm... just like a dude living by himself and a cat? Like, there's a lot of negative stigma surrounding that. I had to deal with that a long time for a long time. Did so, you? Oh yeah, man. When I was on Tinder and you know, talking with women, they'd be like, "What do you have?" I'd be like, "Oh, I got a cat," and they'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna have to unmatch you now." <laughs> that's that's too bad. I like right? cats. Cats are really nice. I'm I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge cat guy, but yeah. for whatever it is, it's like if you're if you're just like a. a I don't know, a dude with a cat, they get a bad rap. You didn't need those women to begin with. Anyways. <laughs> Truth. Truth. <laughs> Hi, Bill. <laughs> okay, so low levels of oxytocin cause poor social functioning. Okay, I, I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of things that could cause low social functioning, I assume, but uh, oxytocin, believe it or not, it's one of them. Serotonin. Now, that's the happy chemical responsible for regulating mood balances. Mm-hmm. So how do you increase your serotonin levels, Jim? Exercise. Okay, so that, that's, I mean, that seems to be a common theme here. Which I think we can both, and many people can speak with first-hand experience. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, every time you leave the gym, mm-hmm. you're, you're, the chances of you feeling worse than when you walked in, yeah. extremely low. Exactly. Unless it's this gym right here. When <laughs> when you leave this gym, you feel worse. Oh, uh, that's not true, man. I know lots of people that have been in. Never mind. <laughs> Get out of here. 
uh, sunlight, sunlight, which is a real thing. Like it's, you're actually supposed to within, I believe, um, a half hour of waking. I mean, this doesn't really work very well for us, uh, in Canada, but in the winter months, but you're supposed to within a half hour of, um, waking, get actual sunlight, like outside, not through a window. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good advice, man. I mean, that's all vitamin D. Have you heard of this trend where people are like sunning their balls? Uh, nope, I haven't, but we, I... We, uh, we follow different people we on social sure media. Do. <laughs> yeah. That's supposed to be, like, a, a thing now. Like, people will show pictures of themselves. Like, from the back, obviously, but they'll be out, like, on a canyon's, like, spread and just having, like, a bunch of sunlight coming into their... Gooch? You know, yeah, bathing suit areas. Why? Uh, I guess Why not? sun's good everywhere. I don't know. Like, you, you shouldn't just get sun on your face, I guess. You know, sun your taint. What can I say? I'm, maybe that should be the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> I feel a bit, I feel a bit morally conflicted with that one, <laughs> but, but, uh, I'll keep it under consideration. Okay. Uh, healthy diet makes sense. Yep. Meditation. Bingo. Yeah. Fuck this one. I just cannot encourage enough. And it's yeah. because of my own experience. Like totally recently within the last kind of year, I would say. And we've been meditating for a really long time. I think for me within the last year, and I'd like to know your experience, the last year I've finally gotten to a place where literally if I if I just take the the few moments that it requires, you know, the deep breaths, the kind of focus, the the settling down of the mind, I within like a minute of of sitting down and meditating and doing that. I can really feel like the wave of calm and relaxation come over me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it's as it's been conditioned. I've I've done enough for it to be conditioned. If that makes sense, it, it totally makes sense, Jim. And I think that 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 can't be understated because I mean, you are somebody that has been doing this for a long time, and it does take years to get to that point where you can kind of get sixty seconds into meditation and really start feeling those kinds of benefits mm. the way that you do. Um, and I think that that might be what what be what's so frustrating for people that are beginning to meditate is they, they, they want, they want those feelings immediately. You know, they want to be, they want to be really good at meditating before they've had a chance to practice it or learn it or, or, you know, uh, uh, do it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we've used that analogy before where, you know, Michael Jordan just didn't step into the, uh, an NBA court and become the best basketball player in the entire world. No, he was shooting baskets each and every night at, right. you know, whatever practice facility to get that good. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not like you have to put in the exact same amount of work to become a good meditator, but you still need to put in that work to a certain degree to get to a point where you can start reaping those benefits on a different level. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, Last good one here is spend time in nature. So that obviously, that. yeah, makes sense. And then we were also speaking about uh, endorphins. Yes. And so that one is um, the body's natural painkiller. Fascinating. Very much so. And we've sort of touched on this before as well. Uh, I think when we were speaking of uh, Joe Dispenza, because at least that's my exposure to this, but really there's there's strong theory to support that your brain is sort of the best pharmacy you have. Right. Yeah. I love uh, that. And it's all natural. Right. And if yeah. you learn how to, how to tap into that and how to manage that, you can, you can assist yourself sort of in any way. True. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's almost hard to believe, you 
know, that, that yeah. we, we have our own pharmacy upstairs. We have our own painkillers already kind of ingrained in us to, to, to some degree. I mean, it's, it, it sounds good to say, but it's hard to believe, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the good examples we have here are laugh. I mean, sure. We do it all the time. Go Absolutely. see Jackass, you know, more if you have <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I need to. Um, have sex. Sure thing. Okay. You got it. Have chocolate. Dark chocolate, if you can, is supposed to be a better for you. Yeah, good point. Eat, eat, eat spicy. Yeah, I can't do that as much now that I'm older, but uh, I usually pay for it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Go for a run. This is an interesting one. I How don't, is that different from exercising? I don't know, but the thing is, is that I, I don't, I don't run too much. I'm okay with running in terms of the enjoyment factor, but I know that people who are runners, like. There's like a informal term of like the runner's high. Oh, that's right. You know what yes, I mean? So do I don't know. That. I don't know what that chemical reaction is, but I know people that are very committed to running that are runners per se. They, they really are. They really feel very strongly about it. Like they really feel some very strong emotion from it. I like that, man. Because so. we talked about addiction before as well and how it would be great if you could be addicted to things that were good for you. Yeah. And, I mean, if you can be addicted to running because it gives you this high of endorphins, yeah. that's, I mean, there's worse things to be addicted to. That's yeah. for sure. Just don't run for your, from your poems. Face the man on. <laughs> and then the last one here is uh, is listen to music, which, I mean, try to listen to happier music, I guess. But, uh, right. you know, there's a lot of not that, but go with what works for the time and so uh, there's a, a little a good point here that it says low levels of endorphins causes headaches and body pain so mm. um, maybe also something to consider there totally totally beautiful man so i mean like we kind of took a uh look i'm, I'm going to be honest here we, we stole this this twitter thread from uh, an account called upskill your life which i follow on twitter and I, I recommend that you do as well we like to give credit where credit's due here and i thought that, that was a really nice thread that we were able to turn into a podcast Mm. Um, it is good information. It does kind of give, you know, some, uh, some insight into why we feel good and what you can do. Like, I mean, hack your happiness, right? Yeah. I mean, do these things to become happier. And there's a lot in that's here that you can probably do right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's the title. Ha- hack your happiness? Yeah. No, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Not you, sun in your balls? You said, yeah, no, <laughs> you said it. Maybe that's the subtitle. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, there you have it. Go hack your happiness. Go listen to some music, eat some chocolate, and have some sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Jim and I are going to go do the same thing. Not yep. with each other. We're just, you know, going to. Anyways. All right. Love yep. you, buddy. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>